You know, these New Year's services are always really interesting because I'm always wondering um, how many people would have been out until really late watching the fireworks or partying together. But I think we're in really good voice this morning. You know, it's, it, um, I could really hear everyone singing, and it was very encouraging to me. Uh, something I'm really looking forward to this year for myself. Um, if I can be really candid, I feel like there's a lot of stuff happening within the wider church, uh, not just within New Life, but also within Sezun. And there's definitely a lot of things to pray through, a lot of things to think through and discuss. Uh, we're not immune to it here at New Life, uh, being in the same building and being part of Sezun. Um, but I really look forward to um, our church of New Life becoming a more and more grounded church, more and more welcoming church. I feel as though uh, we have grown a lot in the last two years. You know? uh, congratulations. You know, throughout the COVID years, I feel like we've grown in our welcoming. Uh, we've really grown in uh, loving one another. And you know, you'll see a lot of children in the service. Year 12, you're not the youngest people uh, in the service today, but there's a lot of children because our children's ministry is on break. Um, but we are very welcoming of all sorts of people of different ages, uh, different backgrounds. I'm looking forward to more of that, um, especially as we grow more and more grounded in the Word of God as well. And so um, with that in mind, why don't we look at the Word of God? So we'll look at Romans chapter 10, verses 11 to 17. So you can turn there in your Bibles or your apps, or you can look on screen with us. Romans 10, verses 11 to 17. And as always, we'll be reading from the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible, so Romans 10, 11 to 17. And reads this. For the scripture says, everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame, since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on him they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the message about Christ. Amen. Let me pray for us. Father, we want to start this new year off right. We want to start it really delving into your word and hearing about what it is that you are speaking to us, what it is that changes our hearts. It's not out of the goodness of our hearts that we change, that we um, cling on to resolutions, but indeed we fail at these resolutions year after year, and yet your grace runs deep. Your grace continues year upon year. Your patience never runs dry with us. Lord, you're always with us. We thank you, Lord, that you have not forsaken us nor left us, but that you're there for us. Holy Spirit, you're with us even now, speaking to us, enriching us, Lord, uh, with the knowledge and wisdom that you have for us. Would you change us? Let 2023 be the year of change for us. Let it be, Lord, that we look not to ourselves, but to those around us, and indeed to our God, to glorify you, to love you more. We don't want to love you out of just the depths of our hearts, because we know, Lord, that those depths run shallow. 
And so we pray, Lord, that you would help us to love you. We pray, Lord, in faith, knowing that you answer prayers like these, knowing that you will never reject an earnest prayer for your love. So would you be with us? Help us to call upon your name and help us, Lord, to really hear what it is that you have to say to us, to go and to make disciples of all nations and to send as well. Now help us to love you more. Help us, Lord, to be illuminated by your word. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you weren't with us last week, which is last year now, uh, we talked about how we can receive peace uh, by truly listening and hearing the message of peace. And we ended by observing that those who have received this peace cannot help but to share in this message, cannot help but to share this message with others around them. This week, our passage tells us, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, this is a, a striking message for us. You know, in order for this to happen, just like us, they must first listen to the message. In, in order to listen, they must first hear the message. Okay, this is the order that it happens in, right? In order to listen, they must first hear the message, meaning that someone must be sent to preach the good news. As Christians, we should always be going and sending. There's no exceptions. We should always be going, we should always be sending. We don't stop. There's no time when we're not going, when we're not on the way. Matthew 28 reads this, Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Great Commission, if you've ever heard it before, it's not Jesus' helpful suggestion to us as Christians. It's not Jesus' pretty good idea that he has for us to improve our lives. No, he says, all authority has been given to us has been given to Jesus, sorry, in heaven and on earth. And so he commissions us. What does it mean that he commissions us? It's a command given to us by the person with the authority to give such commands, to give instructions to go. This is what it means that he has this authority in heaven and on earth. He has authority not only over those that we go to, he has authority over us to tell us this is what you must do. There have been a few times in my life when I've really held back from talking about my faith in Jesus, you know, obviously before I was a Christian, um, but after I became a Christian, you know, there have been times when I've held back about my belief, my trust in his life, uh, his death upon the cross for our sins, and his resurrection to give us new life. And as I get older, I stop rationalizing these things. You know, during that time, I remember rationalizing, you know, how am I going to ever preach the message to them if I'm not their friend? And if they think I'm really weird for preaching this message, I can't be their friend, and so I can't preach this message. It became this like weird, you know, cyclical thing because I'm never gonna preach the message then, right? As I get older, I realize more and more that it's a self-image thing. This is what I really struggle with. Every time I've held back from sharing the good news with someone, in all honesty, it's because I cared more about how I would appear than about the person themselves. It's not because of the person 
that I valued my friendship with them. It's because I valued myself. Truly loving someone means that we're glad to put our own lives on the line in order that they may truly live. We will take up our cross and go. So when we go, not just those who are going specifically on New Life's missions to Perth and Sejuna. If you don't know, this is uh, what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be sending off our teams. It's the final Sunday that they're joining us. But for all of us who are on the way with those around us as well, we're all on the move. We're all going. We don't stop. You know, like, we're parents, some of us. Some of us are really busy with uni life. Some of us are really busy with our jobs, but we don't stop going. Remember, remember this for all of us. Everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. So go. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So go and preach the gospel. Go and share the good news. Go and tell the message of peace that you yourself have received. For faith comes from what is heard, we read. And what is heard comes through the message about Christ. It's not just about giving good vibes to those that you visit so that you can feel good about yourself, that you picked up someone's mood in another country. It's not just sharing general feel-good thoughts about God. If you tell someone God is good, what happens? They might agree with you. They might say, yeah, you're right, God is good. I love my Allah, I love my Buddha. They might say any of these things, but what have you really shared with them? It's the same message that saves you, that Jesus Christ the Messiah saved you by his work on the cross. It's about his life, his death, and his resurrection, that now he lives as the exalted Lord who saves sinners. And we all send to. We're not just on the go, but we're sending. We should always be sending, because we join in prayer to God our Father, the Lord of the harvest who sends workers into the field. If you didn't have the chance to get to know the missionaries that we're gonna be partnering with in Perth and Sejuna, I urge you, talk to the team members that are going. They have some incredible stories of how they were planted there, how they gained hearts for these places. Talk to them about how long they've served, what they've sacrificed. Find out from them if it even was a sacrifice to them. And we must remind ourselves, this message is not preached unless someone is sent by God, unless we join with him in sending. We have no share in his joy. We have the opportunity this day after several years of not having as public, as communal, and as tangible a thing, now we do this together. We send together. And once we send Sejuna and Perth missions teams off, we have the privilege now to lift them up in prayer. We literally join with them in spirit in the mission field to lift up those who will receive them as well. Because as they go and bring this message of peace, the unbelievers will hear the gospel they might actually place their faith in it, and they might actually call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. And we can be a part of this. We're gonna hear from the teams that are gonna be going now. Okay, it's a very short sermon today. We're gonna hear from Sejuna team first, so I'm gonna invite Sejuna team to come up. 
Uh, there's going to be three of them coming up, so Anne, Sarah, and Sarah. Why don't we just welcome them? So we're going to hear about why they're going, where they're going, oh, who they are, and how we can pray for them as well. So I'll hand it over to Anne. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Anne. This is Sarah and Sarah. And we have Josh, June, and our leader, David. Woo! And we are the Sejuna team. Woo! Um, yes, and we're very, very excited to be going on our mission trip because it's our first mission, mission trip for most of us with New Life. So please, please pray for us as we go on. Um, yes. So to give a bit of detail of what we'll be doing in the mission field, um, so we'll be leaving in two days on Tuesday, the 3rd of January, and we'll be going to Adelaide, where we'll be partnering with a church called Beulah, and we will be, yeah, going on an eight-hour drive together to Sujuna, um, and then there we'll be partnering with a pastor called Andrew, and we'll be going with the youth in Sujuna to another place called Skodesco, which is an hour drive, so a lot of, uh, a lot of time on the road. <laughs> so, and that's where the camp will be held. So the um, conference we'll be holding this year is a four-day camp for the youth in Sejuna, and we'll be training them and discipling them and um, really teaching them about Jesus' word and um, getting them ready for the bigger conference, which is in 2024. So please sign up for that. <laughs> yes. Um, so the camp will look like a mini wintercon, which we usually have uh, mid-year for our church. Um, and they, they will be doing seminars together, playing games, um, reading the word together, and hopefully making meaningful relationships with one another. And yeah, sharing God's grace and love with everyone there. Yes. Uh, so you guys might be thinking, why did we sign up for missions? So why did we sign up for missions? What was the reason behind Lord's calling for us? Well, this is more of a really personal question, but I'll try my best to sum it all up together. Uh, when the Sejuna team first met up on the Zoom call to kind of introduce ourselves and the reason why we signed up, everyone's responses was very expectedly so, vastly different. Our team leader, David, um, had already gone on a mission trip to Tizunia, to Sejuna before with Jason leading, so he wanted to visit again and experience the joy he had whilst on that mission trip again. Jin, of course, being one of um, New Life's ministry directors, um, just signed up because of the happiness and rewarding feeling he knows that comes behind serving for the community. Uh, when we even got to talk to the Adelaide team that we're teaming up with and the reason behind why they're going on missions, um, their team leader, Chloe, surprised us by telling us that she has been to and served us as Juno for like 12 years, ever since she was really young. So um, it had become somewhat like a tradition to serve for the Sajuna community every year. Although our personal reasons of why we signed up for missions was also unique and different, tailored behind each of our unique and magical stories that we craft every day, which we call life. We were all beautifully united as one because of the fact that we wanted to reconnect, uh, remind ourselves, rebuild, relove, and remember the wonderful works and the wonderful presence of our Heavenly Father. 
Uh, in our day and age where there are so many temptations brought up uh, about the world, uh, the temptation for a high social status, temptation for success and fame, temptation for beauty, money, and all of the worldly desires, it can be so hard for us to focus on God's Word and living a life that is dedicated to um, and reflects God's beautiful character. Uh, for me personally as well, graduating school and going into university in 2022 meant like a really fresh chapter in my life. Um, and with that also came resolutions like committing myself to the Christian life more, like praying the word, um, reading the Bible, praying more often and meditating on God's word more often. But quickly I found myself being drawn into the new scary things university life had to offer as well. Like drinking, going to like uni events that was engulfed by the beats of the 21st century that was filled with derogatory terms and inappropriate music. And with that, I also found myself becoming more and more distant with um, God's word and my resolutions for the year. And this was also one of my big reasons why I signed up for missions, and I'm sure all of the Sejuna team as well did, to rekindle and restore our love for our Heavenly Father that may have become lost or strayed away by the busyness of our life. And through the training that we did coming up to the mission trip that is beginning in two days' time, I'm sure that um, I'm confident that my relationship and our relationship with Christ has also become more strict. Um, more strengthened, which Sarah will talk about right now. Yeah. Yep, so <laughs> I'm just going to be going over through the training that we did. So we've been training for about two and a half months now. Um, we've been meeting on Sundays, either at 7.30 in the morning or at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, usually for two hours. Um, so during our two-hour meetings, what do we actually do? So usually we started off with our weekly memory verses, and then we uh, moved on to praise that where Jin brought his guitar and we started singing. Um, we also decided to go through some weekly readings and Christian texts, and thankfully we had Jason come in to some of our missions trainings and go through the texts together. And um, yeah, each week we usually discussed a topic, some topics I've never actually really thought deeply about. For example, like what exactly is heaven? Um, why do people go to heaven? Um, what is hell? How can hell look like? What is evangelism? Who can evangelize? Or what should we do? Um, social justice and um, even other topics such as prayer. How can we pray? Fasting, why do we fast? And all those topics that I think we all learned a lot about. And um, I also question myself, why do we have to train for two and a half months when our meeting, our actual um, mission is only seven days, and I realized that through our missions training that we learned so much about um, to be someone who goes to a mission field, how we need to prepare our hearts and minds um, for any spiritual battles that we may face, and um, in Sedona, we're going to be meeting um, Aboriginal youth who are interested in um, creating an even deeper relationship with God, and I realized that we as people who are visiting Sedona should also be able to answer any questions, um, show God's love through how we interact with them. Um, share our own testimonies, pray for them, and just create a great loving relationship with these student kids as well. And also throughout missions training, um, I think we've gotten much closer to each other as well. And so overall, I think missions training was actually really, really fun. And I'm so thankful that um, all six of us were actually like given the hearts to be in a team together. So thankful to our leader David as well um, for <laughs> coming every single week and giving so much spirit to our group. And yeah, we got so much closer together. I really didn't know that we'd be this close of friends. We go on late Macca's runs, have funny talks. Every week we laugh about something. And so 
Um, I hope that, oh, lastly, I just wanted to go through, we all thought of a prayer point that we would really appreciate if EM could pray for us uh, while we we're on the mission field, uh, while you guys are at home. I'll just start off. Um, um, if you guys could pray about our spiritual and physical health while we're on the mission field as well, because we're in a new country, oh, we're in a new, sorry, not a new country, a new land. Um, so we're going to be having a new diet, a meaty diet. We're going to meet new people. We don't know what we're going to come across. And so really hope that you guys can pray to us about, about that. Yes. And a prayer point that um, I would like you guys to pray for is that we will be imaging Christ's love um, to the people in Sejuna. So as we will be meeting people from different cultures, different backgrounds, different lifestyles and ages, um, just please pray that we'll be really doing everything we do in Sejuna out of love for these um, people, uh, just as Christ loved us and sinners like us and help us to be really sharing Christ's love to everyone. Uh, and finally, um, my prayer point is that we can all be really confident um, when we're um, spreading the gospel to the Sejuna youth and the Sejuna community, uh, just because our team is quite young in terms of age. Like, I think the oldest is actually David, or Jin, which is, who's like 23 years old. So um, we may be kind of... Um, yeah, we may be kind of lacking in the, like, the really uh, confident phase. So, um, yeah, I pray that you guys will be uh, able to pray for us, that we'll be really confident so that we can really um, spread God's word, spread uh, the gospel, so that uh, our time in Sejuna and my, our missions in Sejuna can be really worth it. But, yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, and, yeah, I'll just invite Pastor Young back up on stage again. Thank you. Hey, we're going to need some older members to sign up next year. Um, 23 is the oldest member of this team. That is, that is insanity. Um, I'm going to invite the Perth team up now. So Rachel, Eugenie, and Eunice. And I might just go and grab the mic for them. If you can just uh, clap for them and then... All right, so hi everyone. Although um, we cannot meet the energy level of the three young Sejuna girls, we will do our best to introduce where we're going, why we're going, and some of the prayer points that we actually have for Perth. So my name is Rachel, and I am one of 25 people who will be going to Perth Missions literally today. Our team is once again partnering with Pastor Yushin and in his ministry in Western Australia. Next slide, please. So to introduce you who Pastor Yushin is, he has been serving the Aboriginal community in Western Australia, in particular the Noongar people for almost or about 20 years with his wife and two beautiful daughters, Grace and Rachel. It hasn't been the easiest journey for him to win the trust of the Aboriginal community with limitations to his English and being the foreigner preaching the gospel in a foreign land. Next slide. He was rejected um, and even stones were thrown at his two young daughters, but through the relentless love by serving, cleaning the streets, picking up the broken glass every week and teaching music to the children, he is now considered um, family and many go to him for prayer and guidance in his word. So New Life, our church has partnered with Pastor Yushin for over 10 years. And I can assure you that anyone who has been to Perth 
um, can testify the three consistent things about Pastor Yushin. One, his joy in the Lord is not dictated by his physical demands or financial strains. Two, he prays with incredible faith for healing, provision, and salvation for the Aboriginal people. Three, he ensures that every child and adult, adult he ministers to hears that they are special, lovable, and deeply treasured by God. Next slide, please. So this is our team. It consists of 11 new lifers, eight PG students who are actually here with us sitting down. There they are. And we have one Vision KM member coming with us, two pastors and three parents. I hope that adds to 25 people. Um, so we will be, the new lifers will be leaving today and the PG students will be joining a week later. Next slide, please. So this is what our ministry pretty much looks like. Um, so we go to these rural towns, and in these rural towns, we share some Bible stories, do arts and craft, do some skits. Next slide, please. Do games and activities, and for some odd reason, these rural towns might not have a cinema, not might have a shopping center, but they always have a pool. And so we will definitely be swimming with them all the time, and that's what it looks like. Next slide, please. So we'll be running similar to the Adelaide team, these camps in several towns. And I know these towns seem very foreign to you, but pretty much they're very rural. It's very far from Perth. And the names are Narajan, Wajan, Katani, Kojanop, Kalakabadi, and Lockridge. So a little bit about Kalakabadi and Lockridge. That's the two main churches where Pastor Yushin has planted. And that's where we'll be, we will be doing our Sunday services. Um, before I ask Eunice and Eugenie to share about how tr our training has been going so far and the prayer points that we have for Pastor Dayushin and our team, um, I want to encourage you all today. Uh, becoming a Christian can sometimes sound very complicated, but it really isn't. Um, we were once all confused, lost, and broken. Then the gospel was preached, and through the grace of God, we've understood that we are special and deeply loved by God. Next slide, please. So it's interesting that Pastor Young had done the whole sermon, but yes, it's the verse again. Um, although you may not be coming with us physically to Perth this year, but we all have a part to play. Romans 10, 14 to 15 reads, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So reach out to your families and friends today. Give them the opportunity to hear, physically hear the good news of how they are so special, lovable, and deeply treasured by God. And I'll pass the mic to Eunice. As part of preparation for Perth Missions, we have been meeting 6 a.m. every Saturday for the last eight weeks. Every meeting was structured to resemble our time at Perth, starting with some exercise, devotionals, learning memory verses, and preparing for our ministries. Although the early wake-ups and countless push-ups for every wrong word we said in the memory verses were a challenge, it has been a fruitful time of fellowship and preparation for Perth. So as Rachel has mentioned, we'll be engaging with the children and communities through different ministries, including games and activities, arts and craft, Bible storytelling, and skits. 
So one of the skits we have been preparing is called Sinche, which conveys how no intellect, wealth, and strength can set us free from our sins, but instead it is only through prayer and repentance to God that we can be set free. Although through these ministries we hope that we can build rapport and fellowship with the children, our prayer is that we can convey to the children how God is a good and gracious father who is waiting for them to open their hearts to him. So on top of preparing for these ministries, we have had the privilege of hearing from Pastor Richard and Pastor Eric. Something interesting I've learnt is that as the Latin term Missio Dei suggests, God is a missional God. And so as we strive to imitate God, so we too are to be sent to carry out the mission to share the good news. During training, we have also discussed different ways in which we can share the gospel. And although summing up the gospel in an understandable way for the children is challenging, um, we know that we cannot do anything with our own strength. So our prayer is that God may prepare our hearts and soften the hearts of the Aboriginal children and community. Um, and I'll be sharing a few prayer points. Um, so firstly, please pray that our missions team can be united together to become witnesses of God's work and to share the word with compassion, humility, and love. Um, and help us to put our trust in God, knowing well that the Holy Spirit is guiding us throughout. Um, for we are called to make disciples of all nations, uh, following in God's footsteps. Uh, secondly, please pray for the Aboriginal community that God may soften their hearts and help them to seek an everlasting relationship with him and also to experience God's grace and unconditional love so that they may always look towards him. And finally, please pray for Pastor Yushin, his family and his uh, ministry to be strengthened physically, mentally and spiritually. Um, and together, may we be used as vessels to fulfill what God has prepared in advance for us to do. Uh, and keep us in your prayers and we'll see you in 18 days. Thank you. Stay here, stay here. Yeah. Hey, you guys can stay here. Um, I'm going to invite actually both teams to come up now. So you can actually get a good look at who these teams are. So there are quite a lot of them. Have we got everyone up here? Yeah, these are the missions teams that we're sending off. And so uh, you can see on your left, the Perth team. And then you can see on your right, with matching hats, the Sejuna team, except two of them, yeah. Um, why don't we spend some time praying for them as we send them off, okay? So why don't we spend some time praying? Um, let's pray for some of those things that they've mentioned, if you did write them down. Um, otherwise, let's pray uh, that we would be ascending church um, I'll give you guys a few moments to pray uh, yourselves before I pray for us as well. So why don't we pray for them?
you'd like to join with me in prayer for them? Let's pray for the Perth and Sejuna teams. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. We see it down to every individual that's sitting here today, that's sitting afar and watching from home, and every individual that's here on stage. And we know, Lord, that you're faithful not only to us, but to the many that we go to. We pray, Lord, that you would display your faithfulness to both of these teams. We've heard from them, Lord, and we've heard about the struggles that each of them have with doubt, with temptation, with thoughts that stray away from you. And yet they've heeded the call to now follow you, to seek after you, and to go. Would you help them now, God, to place aside all of those things that stumble them and look to you and you alone? You're the one who has saved them, and you're the ones, you're the one who will save through them. So we pray, Lord, that you would equip both teams, Lord, to be able to preach the gospel faithfully to your people. That hearts would be set free, that lives would be changed, indeed, that whole towns will be changed for your glory. We pray, Lord, knowing that it's only your Holy Spirit that can do this work. We can't do it on our own. We as a church cannot do it. And so we pray, Lord, that you would move our hearts to pray to you. You have said, Lord, for us to look out into the harvest fields and to see that the harvest is ripe and plentiful. And you don't tell us, Lord, to pick them off one by one, but you tell us, Lord, even as we go, to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send workers into the fields. And how beautiful the feet of the messengers that stand on stage now. We thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness that you've placed in their hearts. We thank you, Lord, that you've overcome any sort of objections that they might have towards missions. And we pray, Lord, that you would equip them now. Speak through them. Speak through even the quietest one that you might be able to preach the gospel of peace to your people, that you might change their own hearts as well, Lord, that you might help them to glorify you and to love you more. And would you move our hearts, Lord? Help us, Lord, not to be focused upon ourselves, but at least for these two weeks, would you help us to focus upon the missions that you've placed upon our table, that we might be able to pray and join with them spiritually in Sejuna, in Perth, that we might be able to send them forth from here. Would you aid us in our generosity? Would you aid us in our graciousness? Would you help us, Lord, to give time to listen to them, to hear their prayer points, to hear their updates, to join with them in the mission field? Strengthen their hearts now. Help us, Lord, to seek you, to love you. Be with the Perth and Sejuna teams, and may they love you more. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give them a big hand? Hey, as they head down from stage, hey, what better way to send off our teams than to participate together in the communion? Okay, it's the first communion of the year. Uh, we do this every month. Uh, but what the communion does, it reminds us that we are fed by God just as it is 
as it's God who does the work in people's hearts as we deliver the message. And this is a very important point for the missions teams to remember as well. So we're gonna go into a time of communion now. And so the ministry directors are heading out now to grab the elements for the communion. But let's talk uh, briefly about what the communion is. So the communion is first an act of remembrance. As we look into the past and remember the gospel, the gospel of peace that we're talking about, the message that Jesus was hung upon the cross to die for our sins. The communion is also our continued dependence on Jesus, so it's the present day. Just as God's grace was what we needed for salvation, we continue to need his grace every day that we might believe in the gospel for our day-to-day living, that we might be able to go and preach the gospel to those around us as well. And the communion is also a glimpse into the future, and so it uh, covers over every single aspect of our lives. So together we glimpse into the future, we participate in uh, this future day that we hope in, when the marriage supper of Jesus and the church uh, will happen at our Lord's uh, glorious return, when those that we have delivered the message to, those who have put their faith in what they've heard and called upon the name of the Lord, will actually join with us at the table in glory. And so we'll get to meet once again in glory. Here at New Life, we celebrate and participate together in the communion on the first Sunday of each month. So hear the reading of scripture now from 1 Corinthians. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper and said, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So what this passage does, it reminds us that it's the person and the work of Jesus that those who hear the message, um, and we as well, place our faith in. And so we come to the table under his righteousness, not our own. If you call yourself a Christian, that means that you place your own feelings of unworthiness aside so that you can approach the communion table against Christ's all-sufficient worthiness. It's his that we depend upon. So we can therefore receive nourishment from God as we take the time to pray and ask for his help, as we reflect and examine ourselves as well, and as we confess and repent before him. Communion is also a great opportunity for us to welcome those who have not yet uh, received the Spirit to now place their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And if this is you, we ask that you place your trust in Jesus for your salvation. Pray to God today, asking him to open your eyes and give you revelation regarding his son Jesus. What better time than now, at the start of the new year, that you can join with us in coming forward to take the communion together with us. And we do ask that you make yourself known to us at the conclusion of the service as well, so we can follow